friend, it's Coach Kelsa. I wanted to record a quick intro. Listen, episode 82 and 83 are really good, but they were recorded and published before everything started going down with the coronavirus. We decided to keep them as scheduled, but we didn't want you to think we were being insensitive. So we are also working on an episode specifically around the financial strategies that you can employ, additional resources that are available to you right now due to everything that's going on, and really ways to stay grounded and save money because of the coronavirus. So just know that that episode is coming out, uh, but for now, here is episode 82 and 83. We hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, it is Coach Kelsa and Mr. Fiscal Fitness. We're sitting together. Hey babe. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, So get this, the old episode we did about New Year's, the New Year's resolution episode that we recorded together, which was officially a year ago. Mm -hmm. We were together and apparently it was really funny. I don't know. I don't, we've gotten a lot of feedback that it was a really good episode. Oh, good. People are requesting that we do more episodes together. Okay. Uh, so no pressure or anything, but you got to be really witty and super spectacular on this episode. Oh God. (laughs) No pressure. I don't know what to say. So that was the episode where we had talked about you overdrafting your checking account all the time when we first met. And Mm -hmm. I guess people thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Thank you for laughing at my pain and incompetence, everyone. I really appreciate that. So I'm roping you into this episode because one, because people asked for it, but two, We experienced a little uh, meal prep and budget rut, and we're going to talk about that today, and it was with both of us, so we're going to share what that was like. Yeah. Okay? Definitely. So let's see. What can we start with? Uh, We were in a total rut with our meals, and we found ourselves spending a lot of money on both groceries and eating out. And this was something that I think for a really long time, we were really good at food, like really good at like cooking at home, eating out once in a while. It really was not a huge part of our budget. It wasn't an area of high expense for us. I think we, for the longest time, felt like we sort of had it under control. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know what, well, I... Having kids does not help. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody uh, is in an 18-year rut, at least when they start having kids. An 18-year rut. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah, so it was like something that we felt like we were good at. And then all of a sudden, it just like we looked and we were like, God, we suck at this, Mm -hmm. right? And For for me, you know, because I'm the um, chef and cook of the two, um, that it was just I didn't have the time or energy. You know, we could... We would be really good about meal prepping, and I'd you know spend two or three hours once a week, and that's just hard to do when you're consistently when you have kids and when you're working and when we're busy. So that's yeah, and exhausted, not sleeping. Yeah, exhausted. Yeah, exactly. And I think so. Let's talk about like what did this rut exactly look like? Like how is it showing up for us? So one thing is a lack of creativity on meals in general. So like we just would make the same things we would buy the same things and I think like mentally neither of us could be creative about it like because even though you're the cook like there were times where I would find a recipe like on Pinterest or something and I would share it with you and and I wasn't doing that and you weren't really like hunting down new recipes either I just think that we were both very much in like a creative rut as Mm -hmm. well don't you think I think so yeah there were there were times where you know we like you said make the same meal 
three or four weeks at a you know in a row in a row, and it was just on top of that you don't have new energy to find something new to try it, and you know you can make an old recipe and in say. 15 minutes and put in the crock pot and it's good to go. But you, you start a brand new recipe mm-hmm. and that adds another at least half an hour because you're not familiar with it. So that was the, the hard part for, for me, I think. Right. And compiling a grocery list, you know, when mm-hmm. we already had recipes that we knew exactly what we needed for it, what ingredients, it was easier and faster. So we would default to that versus like mm-hmm. finding those new recipes and coming up with the ingredient list and then the shopping list and going and finding those things. Um, let's see another way that it showed up, which was probably my biggest source of frustration and stress was how much food we just threw away. Mm -hmm. Like we would buy groceries and then a week later we would throw the majority of it away. Like it was spoiled and we just never ate it or like, it was just insane to me how much was ending up in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really did that. And it was food that was not even used and prepared yet. So like the ingredients to a recipe and also the left just leftovers that just went un, uh, uneaten and yeah. wasted and just tossed. And, you know, we'd have to clean out the fridge once a week just because there was so <laughs> much yeah. in there. I think that's a good point. I never thought about this. But if you find yourself needing to clean out your fridge every week, yeah. something's you might be a wrong. Oh, no. You might be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that's where you're going with that. I no, thought no, it was no. new. Jeff Foxworthy or something. No. But, like, I mean, really, if you're eating your food, you shouldn't have to... I mean, there's always a little bit of cleaning up, but, I mean, we were just, like, it was getting... It was full, and yet we weren't eating anything. We'd have to throw so much away. Mm -hmm. And waste, you know, is, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. Just, like, wasteful spending, wasteful everything is just, you know, annoying for me. Um, we, We were also eating out a lot. So we would buy all these groceries. We had the best of intentions. And then we would... Just eat out so much more. Yeah. I, I think that was two things. I think that was the boredom of the meals. It's like you can only have, you know, taco meat on a salad or whatever <laughs> so often. And like, yeah, hey, let's go somewhere. And then um, the, I forgot my second point I was, but because uh, you were sorry. laughing and I I'm was sorry. like, oh, that was really funny. Um, <laughs> you are exceeding expectations yeah, today, thanks. honey. Good job. You're um, following through on your requirement. Sure. Uh, I'll think about what that's saying. That's okay. Was, um, all right, and then I'm trying to think. For me, and I, it's not that I dislike leftovers because mm-hmm. now with what we're doing, I eat the leftovers all the time. It was just I, I was in a rut, so I didn't want any of the leftovers. So for me, one of the other things I noticed is I would have more meetings around meals than what mm-hmm. I have now. Interesting. Because I would structure it that way. I'd be like, let's meet for lunch. Mm-hmm. Let's meet at breakfast, you know, and I would meet other people around meals that there was an excuse to go out to eat Mm. even though there was plenty of food at home yeah interesting let's see let's talk some other side effects of that was like weight and the way we felt like i know i was not feeling great about what i was eating the temptations at restaurants and that kind of thing had gained a little bit of weight not a lot but just a little bit and just feeling sluggish because of that right yeah definitely we were yeah i think we just slipped into the um Eat, eat whatever because it's not prepared, it's not ready, and we live, you know, very busy lives, and so if it ain't, it's not ready and we can't, mm-hmm. you know, pre-make it and then microwave it and it's not ready in two minutes, then we're going to find something else that's not as healthy yeah. and fast. Yeah. So I'm officially calling or throwing us under the bus a little bit that we were, uh, we were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were. We were not great at this. Yeah. 
And it was, and I think it's important to just point out that like you can be really good at something for a long time and then all of a sudden it just stops working mm-hmm. and it's broken and you kind of got to go back to square one. You've got to begin brainstorming or experimenting to try and solve it. And I will say something that we've always been good at is problem solving or not settling, right? So mm-hmm. like identifying it and being like, okay, we can't keep doing this. We have to, let's try this. Okay, that doesn't work. Let's try this. You know, we really don't just accept defeat very well, yeah. I will say. <laughs> so right. so we did, we, we were like, okay, we got to fix this because we were spending about $320 every couple of weeks on groceries, which I don't think is that bad. We've never been bad at, you know, we've always been really good at like, like every two weeks, would you say was three hundred and yes some okay yeah, um, and then eating out was like four hundred dollars a month. Hmm. So like a hundred, which is high, that's I high. think. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money. And some of those are real business meals out, you know. Sure. And some of them are just you and I going out because we didn't feel like cooking. Yeah. So well, we, we would find any excuse. Mm-hmm. Just if we're working from home, we work from home, obviously. But you know, any excuse when we're ready for lunch. Hey, do you want to go to wherever? You know, Chipotle. Uh, Chipotle, a lot of Chipotle. <laughs> it was a oh. lot of Chipotle, you guys. And yeah. then we started to get even bored with our eating out options. Yeah. We were in a rut of like yeah. where we were going. So it was yeah. not only like in a rut of like the meals we were trying to prepare at home, but we were in a rut eating out. It was yeah. like we were so sick of eating out even. Yeah. And we were trying to justify eating out by like, well, let's at least go to the health, the quote, <laughs> I'm doing air quotes, the healthiest of the eating out options, which is pretty much like Subway salads and Chipotle, and that was yeah salad and go. So yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so let's see, what are some of the things that we tried? We um, I tried freshly for a while, which I did. I liked the food, um, but you know, having like the prepared meals and that kind of thing, I tried that. You didn't really, you weren't a fan of that kind of thing for a while, but I tried it. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. thinking that well, if I spend money on these meals. Maybe I'll try food that I really like. And that was just a little hit or miss for me. Mm, You know, like some things mm -hmm. that I liked, some meals I didn't like. And so that sort of, that didn't stick around for very long. Yeah. Uh, We tried actual like meal prepping, like all on a Sunday, you and I together. So we were like, oh, let's, if we do it together, maybe we'll have more fun with it. Right. We tried to get the kids involved. Try to get the kids involved. Yeah. And make it more of like a family thing to make mm-hmm. it so that the food was prepped ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't work well because it takes, you know, it takes at least two to three hours mm-hmm. straight of meal prepping. And we could have, you know, done, uh, there are different ways you can do it, obviously. And there was a, we'll uh, link to it in the show notes and blog post, but we did a, I did a meal prepping a podcast episode with uh, physical therapist and CrossFit coach Mike Simon a couple years ago by now. And so we talk about, you know, you can do all all your meals on a Sunday or you do a couple meals on Sunday and then you eat those for the next couple days and then on Wednesday, whatever, you make the next couple meals. So you're breaking it up. So you're not spending a full three to four hours, you know, half day meal prepping Mm -hmm. in one day. Yeah. We, um... What else did we try? I'm trying to think. I think the issue with us with like trying to meal prep all on a Sunday is that we travel a lot for work. So there's a lot of like random weekends where like we're just not home and then we're getting back late and starting work Mm -hmm. the next day. True. Um, And so that, 
you know, sticking to a routine on the weekends is difficult for us or having Mm -hmm. the weekends be where you set up for the week. I actually love that idea. And I know it works really well for some people, but if we're gone three weekends in a row, then you feel just so behind going into the week. If that's how you had set up your week. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I think that kept not working for us, even though we tried it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. did we try anything else? Well, I know the one thing that we tried and it worked worked great and it continues to work great is using uh, Walmart grocery pickup. Yes, that's true. And so that worked. And so I guess what it really comes down to is the the time it takes to prepare mm-hmm, each mm-hmm. meal, cooking, planning, not the grocery getting. And if, if you haven't ever used Walmart grocery pickup, it's you order everything online you get the quantities that you want and, and any from anything in their store, and you just select a time where you go and pick it up. They pick it for you, put it in bags, and then you just go pick it up, and they put it in your car, and you drive home. So you, I mean, you drive up. It's like a pharmacy drive-through almost mm-hmm. is what I think when I think of. It's, you like don't go Sonic. inside. No, yeah, like a, a Sonic. Like a Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Which like what, what do they call what kind of a restaurant is that like a drive a, drive in drive up restaurant where they come right. and they put the stuff on the side of your window mm-hmm. and you order by pushing the button not a drive through so it's like a you pull in a parking spot and they you push a button they come out and they give load you load it your in stuff. your trunk yep. and everything yep. it's all packaged you don't even have to get out of your car yep and it's free mm-hmm. um, that's just a service that they offer and the other really cool thing is that if you say you order a brand name item. So a can of, uh, we use these a lot, so refried beans. So there's the brand name, but then there's also the Walmart great value name, mm-hmm. that, which is always cheaper because it's the generic brand name, sure. but it's the same exact product. And if the brand name was $1.50 and the great value was $0.99, cents, if they didn't have the brand name that you wanted, they would give you the uh Walmart brand at that lower price or vice versa. If they didn't have the Walmart brand at 99 cents, they'd give you the name brand that would have costed you $1.50 for that 99 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, right. you end up, you know, saving a great deal and that's, it's, it's yeah. a great system. Yeah. Yeah. That has worked for us. I know there's a lot of other stores that offer something similar. So yep. that was something we had done to try and cut down on time of like, well, at least we don't have to spend an hour walking through the store. Mm-hmm. Loading up the cart, checking out, loading it into the car, unloading it. Like, we can just pull up and do yeah. it. And it saves the cart a lot of the time, or it saves some of your favorite items. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. easier just to kind of pick the things that you know you're going to order. I will say, too, from a time standpoint, I think, you know, we kept thinking about, like, how can we do this efficiently? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we would choose recipes that were faster to prepare and yeah. not necessarily ones that would be like, oh, that sounds really good, but oh God, it's 45 minute prep time. Like, oh, for, we don't, who's got time for that? You know what I mean? Right. So we would just not choose it. And it sort of reinforced the rut that we were in with like not liking the food or like, we liked the food. It was just that we had had it so many times, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, let me, let me say one more thing, which I don't know if you consider it a positive or a negative mm, as okay, far as... You, <laughs> oh God, what? He's got a but, smirk. I know yeah. you guys can't see this right now. He's got a smirk on his face. I always have a smirk on my face. <laughs> okay, what is it? <laughs> but... You know, you miss out on the people of Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a positive or negative? That's really good. Because it's kind of a (laughs) positive. It's definitely a positive. Because I don't think anybody loves going to Walmart. It's not like a highlight. Yeah. It's not like Target or Costco where you're like, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
but <laughs> it is sometimes kind of like uh, it's great people watching at Walmart. We'll say that, yeah. right? It's great people watching. Yeah, um, that's true. So, but I mean, that is great where you don't have to spend the time and the energy, the actual time shopping, and dealing with the crowds and the people. Right. Yes. So we went to, so we tried a lot of different things to try and fix this. Kept trying, let's, we'll try this, we'll try that. We just, none of it stuck, right? And it just was like, oh my God, we're spending so much money and we're wasting so much money. And it was just so frustrating. And we went to a training event and they kind of, you know, you made a wish list. Mm -hmm. And it was things that you weren't allowed to really like edit it or think logically on whether or not these things were possible or feasible or practical or could you afford it or could you not? It was just this uh, like a dream exercise, you yeah. know, of like what would you love? And one of the things on my list was a personal chef. Mm, mm-hmm. And so wait, let's maybe. Okay. How, can you describe the exercise a little bit more? Maybe oh, yeah. we want to do this. So. Uh, I mean, yeah, so you really start thinking about, and I think the important thing when it comes to exercises like this where you're just brainstorming in your mind and is really to journal. So you really want to be physically writing. Don't type it out on your computer. Mm -hmm. Like physically writing is important. And start writing even if it doesn't feel like a productive thought process yet. And it's sort of like the act of doing that is what gets you into a productive thought process. So what I mean by that is you might think of one thing, like a cabin, like, oh, I would love a cabin up north. Maybe that's something that you've thought of for years. And that's an easy thought. So you write it down and you're kind of like, oh, what else would I love? I don't know. And you just like, maybe it's slow going at first, like one idea. And then you kind of think about it for a minute. And then another idea comes shortly after. And then after a while, the idea is that it can speed up the more you're writing. It's sort of like you're unleashing it Mm, a little bit. mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think oftentimes when it comes to those types of exercises, at least for me, when I first did them years ago, I think I would sometimes quit before I got to the part that it was unleashed, Mm, right? Like I would be like, oh, this feels forced or this feels hard. This isn't like, I don't know. I don't know what to write down. So I wouldn't, I would just kind of stop. And the idea is to keep present to it because the idea is you want to get to the part where you unleash the thoughts or for me what it is is there's mental limitations that are happening yeah that's not practical that's not feasible Mm -hmm. would michael want that michael wouldn't want that so i shouldn't or something you know what i mean like just random things you know and and really the idea is you write them down no matter what even if there is a limitation and then that starts to make it so that the limitations become ignored Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. That's, yeah, the, that's sure. the point of the exercise. Yeah. You need to give yourself permission to dream big and put it down on paper and there's no bad ideas, right? That kind of thing. Exactly. And most of us don't think that way normally because yeah. when you're rolling out a project or you're being strategic about something, you have to think within limitations, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not a bad thing to do that. But because we operate that way most days, most hours of the day, it we have to practice turning it off and it's not natural right away. So Mm -hmm. you really ask yourself like, what would I love? And for me, it's like a wish list. And what helps me is to go through areas of my life. Like what would I love for health? What would I love for, um, my family? What would I love for how I spend my day or where I sit or like the area around me or my job or my friends? Like I really just start to go through that and that helps me to compartmentalize a little bit so that it's not so free throwing, free flowing that I, you know, like can't think of anything. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, totally. Okay. 
So one of my things was a personal chef. And I I think I came home and said that to you, or I told you about that that was on my list or something. And my, in my mind, what I imagined was this person, <laughs> like every night would make dinner or something, mm. you know, like a big, big wish list, right? Big yeah. dream sort of thing. Not practical, really. <laughs> at right. All. And um, we have a housekeeper. We're very fortunate, right? And I think I had just mentioned to her, she comes every Monday, and I had just said, like, would you ever consider, like, you know, prepping food for us or, you know, making meals for us or that kind of thing? And she said, sure. And, you know, I think there was some hesitation. She was like, well, like, if you give me the the recipes, I can make anything. But, like, you know, she didn't want to have to be the chef in the way of, like, constructing the menu right, or whatever, right. right? And I said, well, yeah, I think we can come up with the the meals if you're okay with making them. And I said, we can just try it. We'll just see. We'll experiment with this. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. And um, But I think it would really help us a lot. And I will say that we're very lucky to have Melanie in the sense that um, what she wants or needs for her life is something that we can give her, which mm-hmm. is you know, something that is flexible, where she can earn a little bit of money. And it's not, um, you know, her son comes over with her when she comes for Mm -hmm. us. And we're okay with that. He'll swim in the pool in the summer and, you know, just hang out that kind of thing. And she, as a single mom, like wants that flexibility. And we provide that for her, she gets to make a little extra money for herself, that kind of thing. So, and I know not everybody has that, but we're very lucky to Mm -hmm. have that. And she doesn't charge us a lot per hour to like do things for us, you yeah. know, clean the house, that kind of thing. And she was willing to add hours in order to, and just instead of cleaning, she would be cooking for us. Yeah. So, um, and it was a total experiment at first. We were like, let's just see if this doesn't work. It's okay. Um, and I think the first couple weeks we did it, I think we chose some pretty, boring meals I'll say or pretty you know they weren't there wasn't anything new and revolutionary it was just keeping it simple let's just see um and it worked fine right Mm -hmm. so then we were like okay let's keep this going a little bit more and then now I think we we've been finding more unique recipes to give her and we try new things all the time and that kind of thing we threw like we got an instant pot for Christmas or something, and threw um, that, that was in my there. birthday present. That was your birthday present, that's right. <laughs> and, and that's right. It was sorry. That Oops. was my birthday present. Oops. No, that's okay. Somebody who doesn't cook, I got an instant pot. But if it makes our family healthier and happier, more efficient, and there's no waste, I as the best gift you can give yeah. me. So I loved it. I was all for it. Yeah. So and it's been great. Yes, I. Michael knows I am not gift buying or receiving is not one of my love languages. So it can be, I can be a hard person to buy for, I think, because of that. I want it to be practical. Mm-hmm. I I value practical gifts over uh, splurge type gifts more than anything. So mm-hmm. anyway, so for those people that are like, she got an Instapot for her birthday. Yeah. And it was great. And I loved it. So um, I've never used it. I have, I do not know how to operate that thing. And I'm totally okay with that. Uh-huh. It was still an amazing gift. Thank you. Sure. Um, because Melanie uses it every single week. So got an Instapot. She started. So it takes her three to four hours, I would say, to, mm-hmm. to make the meals. So what we do, you 
order on a Sunday. So I help you pick, I find meals on Pinterest or whatever. We kind of are getting more and more creative with these. Um, it's becoming a bit more fun, I think, yeah. to like try new things. Yeah. And you put the me the grocery list together and add it to the cart and all of that because that sounds absolutely miserable for me. Like that would I would not enjoy that. So thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you place the order, and sometimes you know you go get it from Walmart, and sometimes Melanie does. It just depends on like the timing of it, and if yeah. you are taking the kids to school that mm-hmm. day or something, then you just like ninety ninety seven percent of the time she gets it she picks it up yeah so this is super great because she can drive which it's what you know a couple miles from our house she drives picks it up comes back unloads all the groceries right Mm -hmm. puts everything away or at least you know the things that are just ours to have for the week and she starts cooking the recipes that we set out and we have found i think four recipes is like perfect for Mm -hmm. us through the week right because there are still business lunches out or you know, the kids will want their own thing and not our thing and that kind of thing. So for the most part, we have found four recipes works really well that you and I can eat the whole week. Yeah. Right. And the other uh, challenging thing is to not have use the same cooking implement for each recipe. Right. Because if she only uses, if we only pick things that are stovetop, you know, this is the first time I'm hearing this, right? Yeah, well, now you know. <laughs> I had no idea. I just yeah. give you the recipes that I think sound good. Uh-huh. I didn't know that, you, because you know I'm not even looking to see, like, what yeah, actually I know. Well, I, I, I edit. I edit. <laughs> you edit. I save, you, save us from yourself. Um, <laughs> good job. But, you know, if there are, or, or if there's something, five things that are oven-baked, but mm. they're all different times and different temperatures, then that's the full cooking time that it takes. So I see. So it's nice if you can have stovetop and oven and a crock pot and a and an instant pot. pot. Yeah. Or we we have two crock pots, so she can you know, have two, two crock pots and instant pot or, you know, the instant pot makes it fast. Sure. Yeah. But there's also the cool down time, the washing oven, the yeah, she has to reuse it again. So that's just something to consider is that what implement are you using to cook your food and you have to kind of plan around that. Right. Yeah. So it takes her three to four hours, I would say, depending on how involved the recipe is yeah. and that kind of thing. So if it can be a little new. different or if it's new for her. Yeah, for her. Um, and so we pay her $15 an hour. So it costs us 45 to $60 per week uh, for, to, for her to prepare all of our meals, pick up the groceries, that kind of thing. Because that mm-hmm. three to four hours includes her going and getting the groceries right. too, unloading her car, that kind of yep. thing. And then cleaning. And cleaning. After she's done cooking, yes. Putting away, and she'll even put away our dishes and, <coughs> excuse me, clean our, you know, so that's that's huge. Clean the pots that she uses, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. So it, if you were to stay on the high end, 60 bucks a week, that's $240 a month. And I want to talk about what we've experienced since having this change in our house. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me some of the things you've experienced that you like about it. I think the biggest thing is the time mm-hmm. that I can do something else mm-hmm. and not have to cook. Yeah. I mean, work stuff, other house stuff, and yeah. anything that I need to do or want to do, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, that's four more hours a week that I don't have to spend cooking and I can be working on other stuff. So stuff that, you know, brings us 
brings us income too, right? So right, right, right. I think that's the biggest thing. Is- yeah, because you would, you know, you would stop working at like four o'clock, let's say, because you got to go get the kids and then you would be like, well, I got to think about dinner for the kids and for us. And like, mm-hmm. so it would like stop you. Right. Yeah. Early. yeah. Early. Yeah. Where now it just feels like that you can work through past four o'clock and because you don't have to worry about like, what are we having tonight and what do I need mm-hmm. to prepare and do I need to set anything out this morning to defrost the chicken or whatever? It's yeah. like just not. And that's and that's you mean not meal prepping at all. It's like we'd buy the right. recipe, get the stuff for the recipes, but that was let's, let's make dinner tonight. Yes. Yes, right. exactly. Because the reality, because we were we travel so much, the whole meal prepping thing, some weeks we can do it, some weeks we just couldn't. Like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be home on a Sunday until late yeah. or flying in at, you know, midnight on a Sunday night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that there were a lot of nights where you were cooking at night, you know, for dinner, let's yeah. say. Um, so you've been able to focus more on work. And again, I think to even... If it's not the time, it's the thought of like, do I need to set something out this morning? Like the, you don't right. have to worry. You don't have all those thoughts going on in your brain throughout the day. Right. Nope. Definitely not. Um, I know for me, well, a couple of things. One are the things we eat are so much healthier. Yeah. And we... It's fun for me now to look for cool recipes Mm -hmm. because what was happening for me, like even if you were the cook before, like I wouldn't want that to be hard for you, right? Like we're busy and we are tired with two small kids and that kind of thing. And so I would see a recipe that sounded good or looked good, but I wouldn't necessarily have you make it because I didn't want to make that harder for you Mm -hmm. where Melanie doesn't mind, you know, she really doesn't. And so it's one of those things where it's like, hey, this looks good. Let's have her make it. You know, and it is not that big of a deal. It feels like I can have more fun with the meals and the food that we eat. And, you know, I could have chicken every night of the week. It doesn't bother me because it's a different type of chicken dish every, you know, all the time as opposed to the same type of chicken every night sort of thing. Um, Gosh, the kitchen is so much cleaner throughout Mm -hmm. the week, isn't it? It That's a side effect that I didn't really anticipate. Yeah. Because she does all the cooking and then cleans afterwards yeah so we're using dishes to eat but we're not using dishes to prepare during the week Mm -hmm. and you're not cooking so like even if you're just getting food out you're not probably making a big mess you're not chopping a bunch of stuff and getting you know stuff all over and right yeah all the all the meal prep and cooking dishes are already done where they would have sat on the counter or in the soaking in the sink for you know an an extra day or five or five. Uh, we should ask everybody to a poll question for all the listeners. When you cook, do you clean as you cook? Or do you cook and then when you're done cooking, the kitchen looks as if a bomb has exploded and you then need to clean everything? Mm-hmm. Michael is the latter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I think one of the reasons that cooking is stressful for me is because I'm trying to clean and cook at the exact same time, and I try to juggle, like, way too many things all yeah, at one time. you can't do that. I'm not good at that, yeah. No. But no, um, I, think, I just don't think you can do that when you're cooking. There's no time for cook, clean, cook, clean, cook, clean, cook, clean. It's just not. Well, I'm also the type of person that if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to be like, oh, you think so? Watch mm-hmm. me try. So mm-hmm. that might be why I I bet insist. you can't cook and then wait until the end <laughs> to clean. <laughs> Good job, honey. Good job. Um, So the kitchen is cleaner. We're eating healthier. You have more time. Mm -hmm. You have one less thing on your plate. And so this was where I had, when we did this, I said, hey, like if this, 
you know, isn't freeing up your time or if this doesn't feel like it's helpful for you, then we probably don't want to do it because we are spending money on this. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where I was like, just keep me in the loop on what you think and how you're feeling and that kind of thing. And I think it was, I don't know, maybe two weeks in that you were like, oh my God, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard thing is when you, you know, you, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of good at cooking, right? I'm pr- pretty good. You're profi- very good at Proficient cooking. anyways, and I enjoy it to some degree. But, and so when you're, when you can do something yourself, and I think it's also kind of a Midwestern thing, because I know some of our Midwestern friends that really refuse to pay anybody to do something that they can do themselves. Mm-hmm. But oh, it's... that's interesting. Yeah. But, I think that's a keen observation is what I mean by that, because mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that being sort of cultural or uh, geographical type of, you know, thing where it's harder for some areas to ask for help in general, whether that's like for a financial coach or for a personal trainer versus other areas where like, no, you just hire people to help you if you need it sort of thing. Like it's not a big deal. So I'm sure that's another way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a, I had a conversation with a friend a a lot, you know, within the past couple months and Oh, I think it was about a housekeeper and, mm-hmm. or, or no, to paint, paint a house. Oh, yes. Right. And it's like, no, my, like when I grow up with, this is our friend saying that when, when I was growing up, my, you know, my mom and dad didn't have any money and they did everything themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, I think that's very true. Like when money is tight, you yeah. absolutely need, you know, you have to do stuff yourself and that's, that's okay. And there's some, you know, some great work ethic Uh, you know, things that, that builds great work ethic and character and absolutely. But there's also a thing, a time when it comes where you paying somebody else to do it Mm -hmm. is going to really save you so much money and so Mm -hmm. much time, time in long run, because time equals money when you're working and you're a professional and you're an adult. So there's just that cost. And, um, it's just something you have to give yourself permission to say, yeah, I, I can pay somebody I think it comes down to value, right? Like, is this valuable to me? Is this, what am I going to do instead of this? Mm -hmm. You know, like when Mm -hmm. I'm not cooking, what would I do instead of that while she's cooking for us? Right. And we don't have a shortage of projects we need to be working on or, you know, work that we could be doing to add value to the world. And so that feels very much like a a valid Mm trade-off for both of us, Mm -hmm. I think. And, um... I also think it comes down to the intentionality behind it. Like, Mm -hmm. did we think through it? Did we think about like, okay, we're adding this expense. Is it worth it for us? What are we giving up because we're adding this expense? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we were very um, intentional about how this was going to, where the money was going to come from and why and what we were hoping to do in in exchange of that. Yeah. Um, And... Let's see. So people asking for help. I, th- I think it is hard to say like, yeah, we have a housekeeper and we have a somebody who does our meals for us. Right. It yeah. sounds so um, entitled. Yeah. Does it feel yeah. like a like something I don't go around telling a lot of people no. that? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. And yet I think if there was anybody I'd like to have a fly on the wall right at our house, which is also, you know, we work from home. There's not a shortage of work ethic in this house, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And if there's times where you and I can jump on the trampoline with our kids right when we get them from school because we're not busy cooking or preparing meals, I in some sense it's a beautiful trade-off, you Absolutely. know. And 
and and you think about fifteen dollars an hour for that, like that is so worth fifteen dollars an hour. It's yeah, so worth it to be able to do that, and because that's what we want to do, right? And I think the other thing is that one benefit I see from this, and um, I don't know if you've noticed this, is when you are cooking or baking, it's much more fun for everybody. Mm -hmm. The kids are involved and it's much more of an enjoyable experience. Like I want to be making whatever I'm making, not like, oh, I have to be cooking so that my family doesn't starve (laughs) or my kids don't get cranky or something. You know, like it seems to be, it's more of an experience now and, you know, it's just been a shift of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, like you said, that the, Whatever the cooking that we do, especially with the kids, we can make it to be an experience, not just purely because we have to eat. Yes, yes. So I want to talk about the financial part of this. Yes. Because I think, I mean, it's a financial podcast. I don't know if you know that. What? Um, <laughs> so uh, we have cut down our eating out budget by $150 a month. Mm. Okay, so from 400 to 250 And again, some of that is 100% business meals out. And that's just, we will never have our eating out down to zero probably because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, you know, just Jill and I last night went out to dinner and we were totally brainstorming business stuff and had so many ideas and it's truly a business meal out, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just good to do that too. Yeah. So from 400 down to 250 so $150 in savings and our grocery budget has gone down $40 a week. Yeah. So this move, even if it didn't make sense financially, I f- truly feel like, let's say we had just added the $240 a month expense, 60 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. I, I still feel like I that was worth it for me. Like just seeing like how much better we're feeling and eating and the yeah. time that we have and the energy we have to be doing other things instead of cooking. I, w- I would spend, personally, we would spend 240 on that because we can spend 240 on that, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw it as like the revenue potential in exchange was probably there even if it was indirect, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not even the case. It has literally paid for itself. We mm-hmm. spend less on groceries and I feel better because we're not wasting 90% of them. It is yeah. crazy like we eat like by Sunday like our fridge is empty. Mhm. Because we've eaten almost everything. Yeah. Right? We really do. um, And we love our food. We kind of like fight over sometimes like the leftovers. Yeah. Like if there's a meal that we both really like, Uh you know, that was not happening. No, yeah. That was not. I never want to be the the person that finishes a bowl, you know, a a Tupperware container full of food because I might get killed in (laughs) my sleep. Especially Stop. the sweet potatoes. So, oh my God, if you touch my mashed sweet potatoes, you are in trouble. That is true. You will. I will kill you in your sleep. You're right. Okay, but other stuff, that's probably the only thing is mashed sweet potatoes. Yeah. Um, okay, so we. it's actually saved us money. Yeah. Which is isn't insane. That, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, it's an investment, I guess. Yeah. Right? And I think what you, one trick for this, and this is where having a really good budget, having awareness of your money... Being in a financial position where you're not spending a lot on debt, right? What it Mm -hmm. does is it affords you options. So we Mm -hmm. were able to say, let's try this. Let's spend this money and try it. And maybe we end up losing money. Maybe this ends up being something that doesn't work. But we have essentially afforded ourselves 
flexibility and options. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, Where we can experiment. And that's a really great thing. And it's not to be downplayed that that is a benefit of managing your money well is Mm -hmm. to say like, hey, even if this isn't an added cost, is that a cost that's worth it to me? Can I afford it? What am I going to give up by adding that expense? Feeling like you're on the same page with your spouse. So this was something that we had talked about, Mm -hmm. right? And saying like, okay, well, maybe it'll just be temporary. We'll try it for a little bit. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Um, Because we were in a position to make that decision for our lives, And, you know, if we, if our budget was so tight or if we had so much debt that, you know, we were so strapped with the interest we were paying and that sort of thing, it would have been really hard to make a decision that was this much better for our family and for our schedule and our happiness and our energy levels and that kind of thing. I mean, even the kids eat healthier now. Mm-hmm. you know, and we've got snacks that we know we need and that sort of thing. So it's just, it's better all around. Definitely. I'm, I'm writing some notes because there's some other things coming up that I oh, yeah. don't want to, I want to forget because we haven't really talked about anything else financially that you want to talk about. What else can we have Melanie do for us? No, right, yeah. <laughs> no I don't know. <laughs> um, but it really has been, it's been surprisingly financially. Like I look at our, the, the grocery bill when I, you know, would buy from walmartgrocery.com, you know, and, and it's like, wow, that was a full week was only $89 and that yes. was everything that we needed. Mm-hmm. And the only time then it's really ever over 100 is when we need a new uh, staple that sure. is going to last multiple, multiple meals. So like, you know, one recipe needs rice wine vinegar. Well, who has rice wine vinegar or like sesame oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's not something you, you need use a, a every day. You need a of it for yeah. every recipe, but yep. you, it's, you know, a lot of money, but you use it forever. Yeah, you use it forever. So it's a one-time cost that you or use once a year Or I will say if we, like around the holidays or if there's a, uh, you know, we're taking a dish someplace or if yeah. we're having people over, we might need some more food or something that we buy. So sometimes it goes over for that reason, but it's usually quite consistent now too, which I guess that's a benefit I didn't think about, which is like, it's actually extremely consistent Mm -hmm. now because I think if we do pick a meal that is a bit more involved for Melanie to make, we're probably going to choose a meal that is really quick and simple too. So, um, because of that, it tends to balance itself out from one meal to the, or one week to the next, as far as the grocery cart order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, nobody can have Melanie. She's mine. I'm sorry. Nobody can. You, I'm not going to say her last name. I'm not going to give anyone her phone number. Nobody can contact nope. her. No one can take her from us. Right. <laughs> Definitely. You got to find your own Melanie. Yes. So some other things that, you know, we haven't really talked about the, the health aspect of it, first mm-hmm. of all, um, that when you're able to meal plan first, get your meals ready and get them prepared, you're, first of all, you're not tempted by other things grocery shopping in the store, mm-hmm. right? So you go through the store like, ooh, you walk by the chips aisle or the can, yeah. whatever, and you're like, I'm going to get this, and yeah. you're going to just totally, th- totally throw off the, the healthy way you're trying to eat. Well, and I think if you are busy, and if you are, let's say, you know, making decisions continuously, whether that's for your family or at your job every day, or like for us in the business, it just seems like 
I feel like I'm always making decisions. So sometimes decision fatigue is a real Mm -hmm. thing. And so if you find yourself at a grocery store when your willpower is low or your decision fatigue is in full force, it's like, I just, do I want this? Oh, whatever. I don't care. You know, like it's just so mentally taxing sometimes. So, um, and, you know, because every week can be different for us, you know, we Mm -hmm. will sometimes go at the end of the night or to go to the grocery store. You know, we don't always go when we're fresh of mind and that kind of thing. So it is nice. You just add things to the cart. The other thing I think that saves money financially is when you are at home and you're putting your grocery list in the cart. And if you're like, do I need that? I don't know if I need that. Like you go look, Mm -hmm. right? As opposed to if you're at the store and you're like, do I need corn? Do I, or do we have corn at home? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I'll get it just in case, you know? Then you get home and you've got three cans of corn in the pantry. And, yeah. you know, you don't have that. You can really look so you don't add yes. necessary things. You don't got a bunch of clutter. Yep. You don't have a bunch of things you don't need. Yeah, exactly. So you're only buying what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, no extra, no stuff that's going to go to waste. And then by the end of the week, you have, you know, you're, you're down to nothing again in a good way. Mm-hmm. The other thing thing I think for us is that when you're not, when you're doing zero meal, meal planning yeah. and meal prepping, you're like, okay, what do we want for dinner tonight? I'm going to go to the grocery store and get it. Yeah. Come home and, and then, so you're making four trips to the grocery store every week. So time so wise. Yeah. So yeah. time wise, it's, it's, then you have to cook it on top of that. Yeah. So that well, makes a big difference. And, and the decision fatigue of, okay, what are we going to have tonight? Like, what, mm-hmm. do, what do we yeah. have that I can make? And like, just that. Yeah. And if you it's don't. decided. It is already yeah. done. So like, whether you're having somebody help you or you're doing yourself, that is definitely a benefit of meal planning and meal prepping. And I think some people like this more than others, but mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I don't get... There's not too many nights where I'm like, oh, I really want this and nothing else. I'm not going to eat anything else is the only thing I want. I'm really just like, as long as it's food, I'm fine, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, this is what we're having tonight. This was what was on the meal plan. Like, this is what I'm having. That's fine with me. Like, I don't want to have to put in the mental energy of figuring it out. Yeah. You know, once in a great while, you know, I'm having an inkling for something and we'll go out or whatever that still happens you know it's not to say that we never eat out because we do it's just very few and far between because the food that she's making now that we're giving her recipes for is new and it's fun and it's like it tastes so good that it feels special Mm -hmm. even if you're eating at home i will say too like we're eating at the dining room table more yeah because like instead you know you're eating or you're prepping all the food and then you're exhausted you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing there's sometimes where you're like okay kids here's your food where now it's like all prepped and we're just warming it up let's say and we're all going to sit down and eat at the exact same time which is yeah incredible yeah yeah it's been great it's been really good the uh one last thing i want to say is you know kind of going back to financial strategy is that we we have our clients figure out what they need per pay period or at least every week Mm -hmm. for for eating out groceries all that kind of stuff when we have them take that amount out in cash Cash. from the atm Mm -hmm. So you can't, using walmart.com is great, but you can't use cash. So what we do is we use a debit card. Excuse me, bless me. I'm just going to edit that out now. Mm. Um, so we use a, a debit card. I pay with debit card, and then we just go take out the remainder, the, the be- difference that's left from that amount. So if we normally take out $300, 
uh, and I spent 100 at walmart.com, I just go take out the 200 and then we're good to go. Yeah. This is a perfect example of how something can work for you for so long and then all of a sudden it stops working. And the one thing though that I will say that has always worked for us really well that you, and we've tried so many different ways of doing it, but you really love cash, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've tried, I like experimenting. Sometimes you have to just fall in line with this because I like to experiment for the sake of our clients to say, here's what we've tried it ourselves. This is why it didn't work for us. It's not to say it's not going to work for a client because everyone's a little different. I like to experiment so that I can say that I've tried it myself. Ultimately, we're going to choose what works best for us, just like I want the client to do too. Um, But And one thing that we've tried so many different ways and we continuously come back to is cash works really well for us with our grocery slash eating out category. So, you know, just to clarify, like what you said is every single week on a Sunday, you're going to place the Walmart order that goes on the debit card. But we have like, here's what we have per week. So whatever is left, we just take out in cash. Mm-hmm. And and we round, right, to the nearest 20 or whatever, depending on your bank. You know, we're not going to make this more work than it needs to be. Sure. And then that amount is like, well, if we need to run and do a quick trip or if we forgot something or mm. I'm out of my sweet potatoes. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, she's not. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. But that's, we always that's have. a serious problem. You know, we, we will have to make runs because we oh, forgot yeah. something. Or there's stuff at Costco that we want to get from Costco yes. that they don't have anywhere else. So mm-hmm. we're, we're always going to make runs. But it's, and then we'll just, that's what that cash is specifically for. Exactly. That way it's not like a million debit card transactions and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And you have no idea what you've spent at the end of the week. It's just so easy for us. Um, Another thing is we like to, Wednesday mornings, our kids have um, gymnastics. And after gymnastics, we all go and grab a donut together. Mm -hmm. You and I don't eat donuts, but the kids do. And, you know, it's $2.16 or whatever it is. And that's the cash is great for those little things so that I don't have to worry about, you know, any sort of reconciliation or anything like that. So really, really handy, really helpful. So that's what we have found that works for us with the difference between the one transaction goes on the debit and then we... um, take out cash for the difference for the incidentals and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yep. Works really well. Yep. Anything else? I don't think so. Those were all uh, the additional note stuff that I thought has just been kind of the extra benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Of doing this. And it's been, you know, we are pretty scheduled. We are very, um, you know, we know our calendar out pretty far. So we are, there's times where we take weeks off, you know, we let her know like, Hey, we're going to be traveling four days that week. So, no need for meal prepping, you know, mm-hmm. and no need for cleaning maybe even because we're not even going to be here sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, she's well aware in advance and she doesn't mind the flexibility. It works for her. Um, so, you know, Melanie can never leave us in other words. Is that what we're right. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Practical tips to, for people that want to start, you know, meal prepping a little bit. What in you, so the way we do it, is that Kelsa finds recipes because she's a little bit pickier about food than I am. What? She, she finds the recipes that sound good to her. How do you how do you search for recipes? What do you use? Do you I like Pinterest hmm. um, because I like to search for like Whole30 or Paleo, um, clean eating. I like to just, you know, I just love fresh, clean food. Mm-hmm. So meat and vegetables, that kind of thing that I want. I don't want it to be where there's just like a thing of meat and a thing of vegetables. So like any weight combination of those things where mm-hmm. they, people find unique ways of doing it. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so I search for those and I pin them to 
my Pinterest boards. I have Pinterest boards. And I'll usually go there first because sometimes I pin something and we haven't tried it yet. Mm. And I don't use it for that week, but I want to remember it. So I always start there because they're already saved. Sure. And then, so because we're always shooting for four recipes, that's just what we figured out works for us to get us through a week. Then, um, which I don't know, did that surprise you? I think that surprised me a little bit that what we found works is like four recipes. It's not seven. You don't need one a day. It's just four recipes is... Mm -hmm. Now, it might obviously depend on the size of your family and how old your kids are and that kind of thing. There are some things that, like, our kids are just not going to eat, so we know it's just for both of us and right. that sort of thing. But. Yeah, it, surpri- it definitely surprised me because I don't... I mean, you think of... Now, we, we tend to fast. You know, we do mm-hmm. intermittent fasting, so we're not eating breakfast necessarily. And when sure. we do, it's like a egg or a hard-boiled mm-hmm. egg or something, you know, something really quick and easy. But that was surprising that it only took three or four recipes. Yeah. Because some weeks it's only three. Yeah. Yeah, so some of the bigger crock pot or whatever meals, we only need three that week. Yep. Which really is crazy. And I will say, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but the the Instapot has helped immensely. Like as far Mm -hmm. as how long it takes Melanie, I think she can make all those meals in, let's say, three hours because of the Instapot. Mm -hmm. You know, she can, there are some things that would take forever that she just doesn't have to worry about with that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, and then there are some, like with the crock pot, she'll get it all ready, but then she just sets the crock pot. She'll put a little post-it note on it when we turn it off. Yeah, yep, exactly. Or, great. you know, because there's sometimes with crock pot recipes, there's, and the, right before you serve it, the last 20 minutes, you have to add this now because you don't want it in for the full eight hours because it will get mm. yucky. This is another one of those things that I'm just learning about yeah. right now. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah. So you do that so, for us? Yeah, Thank totally. you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a good cook. <laughs> Thanks. Sure. So, yeah, I think it's... Okay, so practical yeah, tips. Practical tips. So uh, I, I think what you said is search on Pinterest or just Google. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't get into... I really like Pinterest, but I just Google. Yeah. But especially because it works really well if you're trying to eat healthier. Oh, so, that's so, a great benefit. So whatever diet, nutritional plan, mm-hmm. nutritional philosophy you like to lifestyle. follow. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. <laughs> so vegetarian, vegan, Weight Watchers, Paleo, yeah. w- low fat, low carb, keto, whatever it is, you can just search mm-hmm. meal plan, keto, mm-hmm. whatever, and then find some recipes or, you know, totally. and, and there are great websites where people have just compiled 50 recipes oh, of like yeah. crock pot, paleo meal planning recipes, and you'll just find yes. a ton and it's so, it's actually probably the easiest part um, the, to find it. The hard part is deciding. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. If you are listening and you are a person that has a food blog or a recipe blog or something, thank you. I appreciate you so much because I don't want to do that. That yeah. is not fun for me at all. But I love, I probably use your recipes and I appreciate all the hard work you're doing. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing to me how if you don't have the food in your house, you can't eat it. So it's so much easier to eat healthy. That's why I think the health benefits are, I mean, I think I feel less inflamed, slightly lighter, you know, just better in general because mm-hmm. we're eating better. Yep. Which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so and other... we don't have temptations to, yeah. you know, counteract everything that we've been working for. Right. Uh, so go on there. You find some recipes. I send them to you. Mm-hmm. And then you um, go and fill out the online cart. Mm-hmm. I am curious, like logistically speaking, do you just pull up one recipe at a time, add the stuff to the cart, and then do the next one? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm just curious. Yep. So I look at the, look at the items... 
go into just Adam and Walmart.com mm-hmm. grocery, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Walmart grocery. Um, and then you, you know, I think I kind of keep a tally in my head of stuff that we might have, mm-hmm. which doesn't always work, but there you just be like, Oh, do we, do we have this? Let me go check. Mm-hmm. And that way you're not spending money on something you already had, especially if it's yeah. one of those staple items that you, yes. you don't need regularly. Right, right, right. So, and then you just, I do one recipe, put all that in the cart, do the next recipe, add it to the cart. Got it. Yep. And then we print the recipes for Melanie, just so they're out on the table or Mm -hmm. on the counter. When she comes, she knows she can kind of sort through them, figure out which one she wants to tackle for a second, third, that kind of thing. Do you leave anything out for her? Does she go through the cupboards and find like the spices and all that kind of stuff? I will tend to... Try to leave stuff out. Okay. Like if you know it's where it's hidden, sort yeah, of like in the back of the lazy kind of Susan weird. or yeah, something. Yeah, if it's something really that she doesn't use regularly, I'll just set it out and put it on top of the the, the recipe that I've printed. Got it. Yes. Um, the other day we did the uh, Korean Sloppy Joes. Is yeah. Is that what it was? Yes. Oh my God, those were so good, weren't they? They were the bomb. And I texted Melanie and I said, oh my God, these Korean Sloppy Joes that you made are divine and I said, they are so yummy. And she said, they smelled so good when I was making them. I, I yeah. took, she said she took one bite to taste it, you oh, know, of sure. course. And uh, she goes, I might steal that recipe from you next time I come. Yeah. So it's so funny that she's getting ideas and yeah, inspiration yeah. and stuff. So and I will share that recipe because it was, it was really the bomb. It was so good. And we, so we may actually, if you want to make it, it's Korean Sloppy Joe's. But we, I made um, hash browns. Oh, yeah. To put up, put underneath. But uh, not like real hash browns. Like what? What did you? What did you make the hash browns with? Yeah, potatoes. Like they were and green peppers. That was pota- I thought it was like cabbage or something. No, they're potatoes. How you slice them so thin and everything. I use our food processor. <laughs> you know we have a food processor. <laughs> I don't know. It you, was really. You've been in our kitchen, right? Have you been in our kitchen before? <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Wow, it was they just, were so good. And I implemented the crap out of those. They were. <laughs> They were just potatoes, green peppers, red pepper, um, yeah. bell pepper, onion, salt. Pepper. We we need to do a episode about the Colby because yeah, what will. you just said, no yeah. one's gonna understand. Nobody's gonna understand. Yeah, he just said he implemented the heck out yeah. of it. Michael is an implementor, which is like a Colby score. His Colby score is that he loves to improvise with things like food or you know that. Well, you, we'll go into that, yeah, but that's what that joke was. That's yeah. uh, that was for me. Yeah, we'll do another episode about that sometime. Yep. Um, if people still want us to do episodes together after this <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. One <laughs> on an hour. Probably not. <laughs> okay, so, um, and then she makes it. We do have some, uh, you know, more Tupperware or, like, the reusable um, meal prep food containers that she mm-hmm. stores things mm-hmm. in. So that is maybe something that you might need to buy. Is yeah. somebody, You know, but if, you've, if you're meal planning... In meal prepping, you probably already have figured out that you need more storage containers. True. I mean, that's just a normal thing, whether someone's doing it for you or you're doing it yourself True. kind of thing. Um, and then throughout the week, we eat it. Now, for us, she does it once a week. I, that is fine for me. And I know this was one concern Melanie had is that, you know, some people are like, well, chicken should only be in the fridge for three days. Or I don't even know if that's right. So please don't write down that timeline. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't care. Like, it's yeah. fine. It's not a big deal to me. But that might be something that you need to consider. Or... You know, if it's something like what the episode with Mike Simon where you do it twice a week as opposed to once a week sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yep. Um, and let's see, any other practical tips? I think the only other thing is that make sure that 
we, we all need snacks and we all need additional extra food. So don't forget to include that when you're shopping. So not just the food you need for each recipe, but what are some other, you know, healthy snacks that you like that you want like to throw Like mashed in? sweet potatoes. Right. Mashed sweet potatoes or, and if it's stuff that you need to prep or if it's just stuff that's grab and go. So fruit, vegetables. Um, yes. What else? We, we like cashews and macadamia nuts and... Deli meat, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. hard-boiled eggs that are pre pre-made from Costco, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, think about snacks too, and kind of grab and go easy stuff that you want to do, so that you're not tempted to. Yeah, we yeah. So we have Melanie usually make four recipes, sometimes three, but then we also have her make the mashed sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. which is like my thing. That's the snack that I like. So there is sort of an additional prep thing that she'll have yeah. to do, but that's easy. So, all right, you guys. Well, the epi- the other episode with Michael and I, where we talk about how he overdrafted his checking account all the time when we first met, is episode 49. If you want to check that out, if you like hearing us riff, hmm. then that would be another good one to tune into. But we hope this was helpful for you. If you are in a rut with your food, with your meal planning, Hey, we get it. We understand. Yeah. It's okay. Keep trying to problem solve. Keep looking at different options. We wanted to share this option with you as far as like hiring somebody to help you uh, because I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think it's a normal thing. I think it's normal if you've got maybe more discretionary income mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe a higher income bracket or something. But, you know, I don't think that we are necessarily in those boats. It's just something that we were very intentional about. And so we wanted to share this with you guys, that it turned out to have a lot of incredible benefits, including financially, which Mm -hmm. totally surprised us. And so we wanted to share all of those benefits with you guys so that you can explore this as a possible option for yourself. Exactly. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Bye. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website, www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. And please join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, Check out our Financial Coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you on the next episode of the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.